2: Yeah, we did. I mean, this is a cool song, you guys. It's called...
3: Oh, I watched the news at 6 o'clock. Made me want to it's actually cry. Actually called Good News. The oceans are polluted. And we've damaged all the skies. And there's wars and wars and rumors. And a hungry baby cries. And still we have to suffer. Politicians lies. Just give me the good news. Yeah, yeah the bad just give me the good news that's right yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we're about here good news all your money it never goes firing up these days the rich just getting richer yeah they are the poor man always pays True. the postman brings the bad news the bills come through the door in those greedy little eggs
0: producing bare our producer
3: yeah yeah, <laughs> I mean, <not> the <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
2: are we showing our age or what <laughs> yeah
3: yeah, yeah. 60s, 70s 80s 90s and you roll them into one give me the two sides of the story the mirror and the sun put away Throw away the gun, people. It's been people. a hard-out century. There's a better one to come. Oh, this is the good news. All right, here's the chorus one more time. Just give me the good news. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Give me the good news. <laughs> I know the yeah, yeah.
2: Have Catherine Albrecht, Dr. Catherine Albrecht, to thank for this song. This is the Saw Doctors. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. From 1998, <laughs> and the song is called "Good News People." Yeah, it is. Yep. Anyway, years ago, Dr. Catherine Albrecht did a, Did a radio show, and I don't know if you guys know who she is, but she is the author of the book Spy Chips. She was the one who was on the forefront of exposing those chips that come in our cards. You know, you get your credit card here, you know, and then you have those chips there. And I just have to say that if you, you know, I mean, it was brilliant, brilliant marketing by the by the grocery stores, you know. Hey, you know what? What we'll do is we'll go ahead and we'll put a chip in there. We'll scan everything you buy and we'll give you coupons you know in exchange for what you buy or or the competitor's product which is typically the case in my case but meanwhile what they're doing what they did is they are building a dossier on you they really are and i know people are like ah oh, you're a conspiracy theorist no i'm not <laughs> i'm a realist that's actually what they've done there is nothing private about you just so you know you know i mean Really, I mean, if you're if you're online the last twenty years, whatever, you know, been shopping with those cards, nothing private about you. Uh, the name of the group is called Songs from Sun Street. I think that's the name. The name of the group is called the Saw Doctors. So saw, like a saw, like S A W. The the Saw Doctors. Anyway. So there we go. All right. So today what we're going to do is we're going to be outraged about some stuff. I have Joel Combs' head in my, his, <laughs> I have Joel Combs. I'm outraged video in my mind when I say that because, <laughs> because Joel's funny and, and you know, people get outraged about lots of fun stuff and anyway, uh, but this actually. This story is very interesting and I'm going to get to it in just a second. I want to welcome some of you, but I want to actually start today's show out by, by sharing a story with you that I read recently in a book. And it really gave me a different perspective on something. And I I hope, I hope that it gives you a different perspective as well. Because, you know, there's a lot of people that walk around, they talk about abundance and they talk about lack. They talk about how you can claim things from the universe. How, you know, if you just declare it, it will come to pass. If you just declare I am whatever, that that's what you are. And you know what that is. It's new age hooey. That's what it is. But I wanted to give you a different perspective on something that I read. And I thought, I, I shared this with Randall a couple days ago. You know, um, one of the biggest... Uh, problems that a lot of us actually sh- struggle with, honestly, is we, we all struggle with finances and, and, you know, in marriages, many marriages, that's a big, huge issue finances are, right? I mean, we, we do. Well, we say we can't afford something or, or we, we embellish the truth about what we can't afford and you get it and then you get it and you get in debt. Well, anyway, I read this, I read this story and I thought, I thought it was very, um, poignant. I thought it was impactful. Yeah, I did. And I know Bearface doesn't like that word, but it was impactful to me. I thought it was totally impactful. So it was about the guy who formed the company, Paul Paul Mitchell. It was about Paul Mitchell, but it wasn't him himself. It was another guy. And he was talking about how um, when he started his company, he was a couple years in the red. He didn't make any profit at all. Finally, he got to a point where he started to make a profit and he, his finances were in the black. And then it got to the point after that that he actually started having a hefty profit. And, um, and you know, a couple thousand dollars at the end of every month was his, you know, black bonus, right? I mean, in the black bonus, you know, because he had earned whatever it was. his ex- His expenses didn't exceed his income. And he tells this story about how one day he went into a restaurant and he had uh, he had in front of him the menu. It was the menu. He, he got down. And he was sitting there looking at the menu and he decided he would order from the left side of the menu. And he didn't even have to worry because on the left side of the menu was the prices. And he didn't even have to look at the price because he understood, you know, how, how much... Um, money he had so he didn't have to worry but then he also thought to himself you know, I actually used to have to look down the right side of the menu and look at the prices of the items and he said, you know, I used to when I went out to eat, I used to always if I went out to eat, which was a rare thing because I didn't have the money um, I would go and I would look down the, the menu and instead of looking at the food that I really wanted I would look at the price that I could afford. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm that way. I'm that way as well. Sometimes, you know, I'll want to go to a restaurant. I love ribs, but ribs are not cheap, right? They're, (laughs) they cost some money. And even though most of it's bone, you're still, you know, you're paying, you're paying for the, for the ribs. So he was talking about how, you know, he would look at the, the price and then he would figure out what he could, he could eat. Well... Then he went on to talk about how he realized, even in that way of looking at the world, that what he was doing was not really being honest because he still had excess money at the end of the month even though he wasn't, like, filthy rich like, you know, Bill Gates or whoever, right? So he tells this story about how he got to the point where Um, He had the bonus money, the extra money at the end of the month. um, And he didn't have to worry about paying a bill or, you know, figuring out which credit card to pay off. Or, or, you know, if he had to get a new pair of pants, you know, he could just go ahead and do it. So this lady came into the restaurant he was in and she had a family of children and she looked like a single mother. And he said that he was observing her and he noticed that she looked that she looked down the right side of the menu and he could tell that she was trying to figure out how can i feed this family in in his mind he was thinking that it must be a treat right you know here's the single mother she's got these children you know and she's going ahead and she's you know trying to figure out if she can get this meal for this much because she's only got that much in her wallet, right? <clears throat> Mind you, still in excess. It's still in abundance. It's still actually more than she needs to meet her basic expenses. So he decided he was going to go ahead and go clandestinely behind the person's back or behind her, well, behind her back and he went and he went up and he said, "Hey, you know that family over there? I'm going to pay for them, but don't tell them who did it." So the waiter goes up to her and tells her, you know, hey, this somebody here in this restaurant, you know, wants to pay for your meal and your children's meal and all that. Get whatever you want. And so he he sat down and he watched her look around, you know, the room and trying to figure out, you know, who did it. And of course, if you if you know a lot of rich people, like I don't know a ton of rich people, but the few millionaires I do know, like I I have a couple of friends at Pickleball who are pretty well off. They don't dress in, in five-piece suits, you know. They they dress very humbly, you know. You would never know that they're loaded, right, unless you go to their house. But anyway, anyway, um. so she was looking around the room and trying to figure out, you know, who it was, and she looked at him and then kind of looked away, and, and then she just basically said, declared out loud to, to the whole restaurant, whoever it is, thank you for blessing us, and God bless you for doing that for us. And... It, it moves me that something so simple can be so impactful because when you really think about what you have, (laughs) why am I getting emotional? I don't know, but it's, I'll just, you know, chalk that up to menopause, yes women in menopause they have kleenex everywhere anyway (laughs) anyway it just moves me because when you really think about your life and who you really are i guarantee and i can pretty much suspect and i and i will i will say let's i'll just be bold enough and just say it i'm going to say that probably everybody that's watching this right now has excess you have an abundance of resources you have an abundance of wealth more than you actually thank god for um and what i mean by that is i mean monetarily you know i you guys are not on the street you're not you know living down on skid row begging out of a cup for your food for your next meal you know, and even dare I say, some of those people have it better than people in third world countries. We really are blessed by God with more than we actually need. You know, in the word, it says that He will give us what we need, you know, and He does not necessarily everything we want because, you know, if we got everything we want, then we might be a mess, but <clears throat> He does give us what we need, you know, and. So I don't know why that moved me so much, but I thought, you know, it's interesting the perspective of looking at a menu and just how your mindset is, you know. And so I just want to challenge you because I've challenged myself too, is that if you go to a restaurant, instead of looking at the cheapest item because you don't think you can afford it, get what you want and then be grateful for it. Oh, Annie's there. Hi, Annie. Because, you know what? You only live once, people. (laughs) I'm not saying, I'm not advocating going into debt or anything like that. But what I am saying is, you know what? Treat yourself well. Don't lie to yourself that you don't have what you have. Use what you have. Enjoy what you have. God wants us to enjoy our blessings. He doesn't want us to be foolish, obviously. But what I'm saying is, look, if you go to a restaurant and you want, you know, steak, Get a stinking steak for crying out loud and enjoy it instead of hemming and hawing and wasting other money, getting something you really don't care about and not really enjoying yourself. God wants us to enjoy the the fruit of our labor, right? And we all labor in some ways. We might not all make a big, fat, massive paycheck for it, but we are making more than we need, Uh, just so you know. So Randall, I don't know what you think about what I just declared, but... I am who I am, and I just dis- declared it proudly.
1: Uh, and it's a fact that uh, you know we do have more than we need. If if we change our bedding, you know, change the sheets, well, we have more than we need because we can only use one set at a time. You know, if you got if you can put a clean set, you know, on your bed, and while you're washing the others, you've got more than you need. you have got excess. Uh, I'm not saying it's anything to feel guilty about definitely not it's something to feel grateful about and and you're right um you know the in in our flesh you know the lust of the flesh lust of the eyes and pride of life would concentrate on what we don't have and get fixated on that right instead of what we do have and and if you can go to work and come home and still have gasoline in your tank, well, then you've got excess. <laughs> yeah. You know, you you had more than you needed for that day. Uh, you know, Yeshua, when he taught his disciples to pray, the model he gave was to ask, give us this day our daily bread. And, and most of us have more than our daily bread. But just to know that... You know i kind of think he should have taught us to give us this day our daily breath <laughs> mm. <laughs> because you know it comes moment by moment with that right. realization um that god is gracious and the things that we have you know are from his hand as john the baptist said a man can receive nothing unless it's given to him from heaven and so mm. yeah not to again not to feel guilty but to feel grateful And that should be something freeing, right? And those things that we have,
2: yeah. And you know, I know for me that I that
1: have been entrusted to us. I
2: I sometimes get in this funk where I'm like, "Eh, I can't get this, blah blah blah, (laughs) etc. And you know what? I have I have an abundance. Do I have everything that I want? No, I actually don't. I would really love to make more money doing this so I can bless more people and reach more people. But you know what? For now, it's okay. It's all right, you know. And by the way, I got to tell you, I, I I get the opportunity to talk to some of you guys. Well, most of you, actually, I've talked to on the phone or you know on video or whatever. And I just want to say thank you because because it's cool, you know. I mean, you. I feel like sometimes I'm just sitting here yapping at you or whatever, and you're doing whatever it is you're doing. But you know what i I love your i love I love you guys. You guys are are, are friends in my mind, you know. And and they and you are people that whatever, for whatever reason, what is wrong with you people? (laughs) You tune into this. I have no idea why. Why? Is it because you want to see my hair every day? No, I'm just kidding. No, I don't know. (laughs) But, but no, seriously, I, I am blessed. I am so blessed to, to have, you know, the opportunity to, to do something I really love and connect with so many people all over the world. It's, it's amazing to me. And so, you know, it's the power of Periscope, the internet. Uh, and and you know God doing that. So all right. So anyway, that's my uh, my thank you for that. But I gotta I have to um, share with you the story. Man, I woke up this morning and I I went through my Twitter feed and I saw this story that we're going to talk about today. It, and I posted it in my Daily Disciples group as well as on my Facebook page. It's from the Washington Post, which Janet Parshall refers to as the Washington Compost. <laughs> i agree uh but it's titled gop legislator praise to jesus for forgiveness before state's first muslim woman swears in now that's a massively clickbait headline uh but
1: huge clickbait
2: it's huge clickbait uh which obviously i clicked (laughs) it worked yeah i bit Um, but you got to watch this and we're going to talk about it because, you know, there's a lot of different things I have to say about this. And, um, so we'll go ahead and play that for you. If you didn't actually see the actual prayer.
1: See, that's there. Got put Um, in
2: the headset so I can hear it again. All right. Get prepared to, to hear Jesus's name, people.
1: (laughs) All right. Hopefully.
2: I thought this lady was bold. Representative Borowitz.
0: Thank you, Speaker. Let's pray. Jesus, I thank you for this privilege, Lord, of letting me pray, God, that I, Jesus, am your ambassador here today, standing here representing you, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the great I am, the one who's coming back again, the one who came, died, and rose again on the third day. And I'm so privileged to stand here today. So thank you for this honor, Jesus. God, for those that came before us like George Washington and Valley Forge and Abraham Lincoln, who sought after you in Gettysburg, Jesus, and the Founding Fathers in Independence Hall, Jesus, that sought after you and fasted and prayed for this nation to be founded on your principles and your words and your truths. God, forgive us. Jesus, we've lost sight of you. We've forgotten you, God, in our country. And we're asking you to forgive us, Jesus, that your promise and your word says that if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from their wicked ways, that you'll heal our land. Jesus, you are our only hope. God, I pray for our leader, Speaker Terzai, Leader Cutler, Governor Wolf, President Trump. Lord, thank you that he stands beside Israel unequivocally, Lord. Thank you that Jesus, that we're blessed because we stand by Israel, and we ask for the peace of Jerusalem as your word says, God. We ask that we not be overcome by evil, and that we overcome evil with good in this land once again. I claim all these things in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus, the one who, at at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Jesus, that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.
2: Amen. How many of you like that prayer, man? (laughs) Just so you know, I did. I totally liked it. I thought it was awesome. I'm going to say why, okay? But then I'm going to read you the Washington Compost article. That way you'll see the media bias because it's amazing. So, first of all, she did say Jesus 13 times during that prayer. The the author of the article quoted that. I actually just counted it to verify it again. I did it by putting marks on my page, just so you know, in case you want to know. But anyway, um, but what's interesting to me is that there are people in the world who are in public service who might offer a prayer and they'll, they're like, oh, oh, I can't, oh, I can't play. You know, at the end, they will say amen. <laughs> they won't even say in Jesus name, amen. But here you have a woman, a bold little woman, uh, you know, praying like she probably does in private. And that's why I thought was interesting because I don't know about you, but I prayed with a lot of different people and a lot of people like to wear God's name out during prayer. Hey Lord, you know, in Jesus' name, Lord, you know, would you do this and oh God and blah blah and you know, and it's it's the language of some Christians. You know, hopefully not hopefully I'm not that way. I don't try try not to use God's name too many Five million times. I mean, I would be so irritated if every time you and me were talking, you'd be like, "Stacy Lynn, yeah, I really love your hair, Stacy Lynn. You are awesome, Stacy Lynn. Stacy Lynn, you rock." <laughs> uh, actually, I might like to hear that. Please bring it on the praise. <laughs> but you know, it's like the, the the in prayer, a lot of Christians do that, and and it's funny because. I think I think God doesn't mind, but whatever. Anyway, let me read the article. <laughs> before I read the article though, Randall, what did you think? Did you care? I mean, what did you think of her prayer? Let's analyze it.
1: Well, it certainly wasn't the uh you know, nicely dressed, you know, impressed prayer that usually comes uh, before a you know, any kind of meeting of legislators uh you know the you know that sounds like it came out of a book you know pre-written kind of which which are fine you know um
2: you mean like our father who art in heaven well not well not even that that <laughs> came out of a book
1: true but a scroll but often you hear these prayers these invocations before some sort of government meeting right and while well, for for f- is all up in arms, you know, there's a prayer happening before <laughs> The uh, Freedom From Religion Foundation. Foundation. Uh, you know, they're all up in arms there is a prayer before a government meeting. It's a violation of the First Amendment. No, it's not. Anyway. <laughs> uh but the ones that I typically hear are uh just very measured and metered and in the name of the Almighty. Yeah.
2: And Oh sovereign God of the universe. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and
1: and he is. Right.
2: It cracks me up. When George Bush was president, he used Almighty a lot. And uh, I'm like, does he actually really pray to God that way?
0: <laughs>
1: Almighty does, God. Maybe but, he
2: does, but I I mean I don't know that many people that really pray to God that way. Yeah. Just so saying.
1: it stands out because it's different. <laughs> right. Uh you know, different than the most. And right. it stands out because of her boldness. <laughs> Apparently she was invited to pray, you know, she acknowledged that, that she had this privilege, and so she used it wisely. If, you know, given an opportunity to pray before the Pennsylvania state legislature, then, yeah, how many, how often does that happen? Probably not very often. It's probably a -a once-in-a-lifetime gig, and so, you know, she wanted to honor the Lord. After all, an invocation, you know, is to you know, invite, you know, the presence of, of deity. So, you know, uh, she went about it and, and in a very biblical way, seeking, seeking forgiveness on behalf of the nation, just much like Daniel did in his prayer and uh, praying for the different leaders as, as, Paul admonished Timothy to do, you know, praying for those in authority. She prayed for the peace of Jerusalem, like the Scripture says. Too. Yep. I give her if I had three thumbs, I'd give her three thumbs up. I hold you your know.
2: thumb up. I'll put my two up.
1: Okay. Well, three or do you want to do four? Well,
2: okay, we can do four.
1: All right. So. Uh, so
2: see how dark bare is compared to me. I'm so white.
1: Well, I'm on the darker side of the room too. I'm the dark side.
2: And it's so on the dark side.
1: Yeah, okay. I, I realize that as I'm doing this, I'm looking at the monitor and not looking to the camera, so it doesn't. All so right. I look kind of shifty. Yeah, well, I, let's look I'm at, looking at you, folks. Let's look at the. Yeah, go ahead. Let's
2: look at the article because this is this is. When I read this, I was like rolling my eyes. Okay, anyway, <laughs> State Representative Stephanie Borowitz, is that, I think that's how you say it, was on the ninth quote Jesus unquote of her opening prayer in the Pennsylvania State House when other lawmakers started to look uncomfortable. Speaker Mike Turzai, a fellow Republican glanced up but Borowitz uh, carried on delivering, carried on delivering a 100-second ceremonial invocation that some of her colleagues described as offensive, of divisive and Islamophobic display shortly before the legislature swore in its first Muslim woman. God, forgive us, Jesus. We've lost sight of you. We've forgotten you, God, in our country, and we're asking you to forgive us, Borowitz said. I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Borowitz, yeah. Yeah, okay. That implores God's followers to turn from their wicked ways. Then she praised President Trump for his unequivocal support of Israel. I claim all these things in the powerful, mighty name of Jesus, the one who at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, Jesus, that you are Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Borowitz said. By the time she said amen, Borowitz had invoked Jesus 13 times, deploying the name between prayerful clauses as though it were a comma. She mentioned Lord and God another six times each and referenced the great I am and the one who's coming back again, the one who came, died, and rose again on the third day, the nerve. (laughs) As the prayer reached a crescendo, at least one member shouted, objections! If they had a gavel, I object! Anyway. I standing behind her, looked up again and nudged her elbow, prompting her to quickly conclude the address. Afterward, the protests only grew louder.
1: I didn't hear anything on the recording.
2: I did. There was there was a little bit of shouting. Okay. Yeah. It blatantly represented the Islamophobia that exists among some leaders, leaders that are supposed to represent the people, Representative Movita johnson Harold, the newly sworn in Democrat who is Muslim, told the Pennsylvania Capitol Star on Monday, I came to the Capitol to help build bipartisanship and collaborations regardless of race or religion to enhance the quality of life for everyone in the Commonwealth. Just a note, how many of you believe that that Muslim is there to represent all the Christians in that district that she is now sworn in to be a part of? Just curious, I'm curious if this Muslim is really there to solely support everybody. I don't think so for a second. I think she's full of baloney. Any or well, yeah, I don't know if she eats pork, but whatever. Anyway, Johnson Harrell brought with her 55 guests, all there to see her historic moment at the state house. 32 of them were Muslim. She told local news outlets she later called for the general assembly assembly to censure. Uh, Borowitz. So just like Daniel in the book of Daniel, you know, was under attack for how he prayed, and they made a law so that he wouldn't pray the way that he did. Now, this Muslim who is supposed to represent everybody, according to them, it wants to censure the Christian because she simply prayed to her one true living God, the one who rose from the dead and who's coming back again and who one day at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every time will we'll confess that he is Lord to, to the glory of God the Father. Can you believe that? Johnson, Harrell's new colleagues, also came to her defense. Never have we started out with a prayer that divides us, said the chamber's top Democrat, Frank uh, Dermody. Speaking from the House floor, prayer should never divide us. It should bring us together. Representative Jordan Harris, another high-ranking Democrat who called himself a devout Christian, criticized Borowitz for weaponizing her religion. I'm a Christian and I believe in Christ, Harris said in a statement. What I believe is Christ's teaching more than anything and his teaching would not be about and was not about dividing us as people, but uniting us as a people.
1: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> Other state lawmakers called Borowitz's prayer racist and said it was fire and brimstone evangelical prayer that epitomizes religious intolerance. <sighs> Borowitz responded to a local reporter's question, refused to apologize. That's how I pray every day. I don't apologize ever for praying, she said. See, told you. That's how she prays. Turzai later said that when the House invites religious leaders to lead the invocation, they're instructed to respect all religious beliefs. However, the Patriot News reported lawmakers were not given the same instructions. In recent years, the customary opening prayer, which kicks off off. Every Pennsylvania legislative session day and was historically non-controversial has become another minor front in an ongoing battle over religious representation and the church of state, the separation of church and state. Except if you're a Muslim. See, if you're a Muslim, then it's perfectly fine to not separate church and state, right? Last year, a federal court overturned statehouse rules that barred non-theists who do not hold beliefs about any deity from giving the opening invocation. The judge ruled that the ban violated the U.S. Constitution's Establishment Clause, which protects the free exercise of religion. Republicans have appealed the verdict. Yeah, they have. Because they can. And they have power. Like I do. Here, on Bible News Radio. Every time. You know, we should do a gavel game. How many times I do this during a show? Just to irritate Bearface. No, I'm just kidding.
1: I've never I... lived in Pennsylvania. I don't know how the scheduling goes, but I know at the federal level, in the House of Representatives, you know what uh, things get scheduled far in advance. You know, at least at least the day before, if not several days or weeks before. You know what's going to what the agenda is for that that yeah. you know for that session. Someone had to know that this Muslim woman was being sworn in that day. Right. And also knew that it was Representative Borowitz that was scheduled to do the invocation. And if they, you know, if they thought that was going to be any, you know, why didn't they invite a local imam or something like that to do the invocation that day? Good point. So, you know. That's why you're my co-host in life. (laughs) So I'd say you know if, if there's going to be upset at anybody, the one who scheduled you know both things on the same day or didn't call attention to uh, well, this may be offensive to any and Muslims, but you know this whole idea that it's Islamophobic, you know, oh this was you know targeted against Muslims. Well, she didn't say anything derogatory towards Muslim, nothing disparaging. She didn't uplift didn't uplift is yeah uplift Islam boy I don't know I couldn't get that out she I'm
2: having a hard time talking as well
1: She didn't uplift Islam but she didn't
2: uncommon here but
1: she didn't uplift Mormonism or Jehovah's Witnesses or Roman Catholicism or or you know Hare Krishnas or Buddhism or Hinduism or Taoism you know it was Taoophobic.
2: Now let me ask you something okay I'm going to throw this out okay mm. What if this woman instead had used Jesus' name as a curse word? Mm. Okay? Just think about it for a since, second. Since
1: non theists are able yeah. to
2: Yeah. Let let's say an invocation, let's say which a non theist or an atheist or whatever wow. decided to get up there and do a fake prayer and, and just use Jesus' name as a bad word, which a lot of people try to do, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Muslims would have gotten outraged mm-hmm. about that? Or the mm-hmm. the yellow bellied Republicans that decided mm-hmm. to attack her because they're chicken, they're chickens. That kind of sounds like Barack Hussein Obama's. Uh. Anyway, I mean, think about it, okay, yeah. Kevin Kevin Boyle, who is a, a representative. I pulled up his Twitter feed because there was oh gosh, there's I don't know how many are on here now, but at the time I actually pulled this up, there was nine thousand four hundred and forty-six retweets. There's probably more than that now. I mean, likes, and there was um, almost 3,000 retweets on this here. It says, he wrote, I walked off the House floor in protest during today's prayer led by a GOP member. This fire and brimstone evangelical prayer was before (laughs) the swearing-in of the PA House's first-ever Muslim woman. It epitomizes religious intolerance below is the video so the guy's a hypocrite because he's promoting religiously intolerant video to all his followers (laughs) look at it let's be outraged about it
1: (laughs) that's fire and brimstone what is it going to do with with a with a pair that mentions condemnation you know eternal judgment and none of that i mean she didn't even mention eternal life the gospel itself wasn't even in there she mentioned that that jesus you know died was buried and rose on the third day but she didn't mention anything about the forgiveness of sins or the necess- you know the necessity of receiving him as you know and confessing him as savior and lord she didn't mention uh, that those you know who Don't <laughs> are condemned already as Yeshua said, nothing right. that's so a fire and brimstone. I guess because she used the name of Jesus and that every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. That I guess that makes fire and brimstone. But you know, it's interesting. What I find interesting is that you know, she gives a prayer about Jesus and oh, this is religiously intolerant. On the same day, the Muslim woman gets sworn in wearing a hijab. Well, that's obviously representing a religion. She's not doing that because her head is cold, I don't think, or because it's it complements her outfit. She wears that for religious purposes, and it's an outward dem- demonstration of her religious faith.
2: Right, and you know, and I can tell you something. I'm going to say this. I will say, I I'm,
1: I'm not finding fault with that i'm just saying it's it's duplicitous to say well someone can say pray in the name of jesus and that's religiously intolerant but you can show up with the demonstration of your religion and that's
2: well here's the thing though here's the interesting thing you want to talk about religious intolerance i recently had an experience with a very devout muslim woman okay i'm not gonna say who she is but what i will say is that they are in business in the same company i am and they're they're in a leadership position, and that person, even though uh, all the other ladies agreed to come on my show, that person would not come on my show because I'm a Christian. Now, th- she flat out told me that. Flat out told me I'm a Muslim. Well, she didn't say she was a Muslim, but she is a Muslim. Um, and I will not come on your show because of what you stand for. Like, okay, but everybody else, even some non believers, will come on my show. But the Muslim won't. So, is this really Christian intolerance or is this Muslim intolerance? Now, if you look at the tweets on this guy's um, thing, I'm just going to read you some tweets that Kevin Boyle, I, I just read his, his thing. I'm going to read you some of the comments under that tweet because he got a lot of responses. Joan Hunter, uh, I-O-V-I-N-O, however you say that, responded to this guy saying, you're absolutely... Re- absolutely right. That was obscene. And I say this as a Christian. Okay. Um, Bob Nurkind said, thank you. This video and the GOP make me physically ill. They've shortened the separation of church and state to simply church and state. (laughs) Some guy named Laurel or a woman named Laurel Ramoser said, I'm speechless. If only they were. Um. cheers mom says prayers prayer and faith should be inclusive when it's no longer inclusive then it's just another form of bigotry really okay sean o'brien said as a fellow pennsylvanian thank you for showing that this type of behavior doesn't represent us all and then actually over on my bible news radio page I got a couple of comments here from on our Facebook page. Laura J- Laura Davis said, not the time and not the place. Yes, she was bold. Yes, it is all true. The nation has forsaken God, but she ruined, she ruined or ruined. Depending on where you are in the country, it could be ruined or ruined. But anyway, she ruined an historic day for Representative Motif, Movida Johnson-Harrell, The government is for all the people, not just Christians. She has just given the left more fodder to criticize intolerant Christians. As Cheryl L. said to her, I disagree that was the perfect time to pray for forgiveness when as the U.S. is headed into a time of persecution, if it doesn't change, intolerance is not the problem. Rebellion against God is. And then Laura responded to Cheryl by saying, I agree, rebellion against God is a very big problem, and I respect her for the courage it took to pray as she did, but I still feel it was inappropriate. And then Cheryl also said it was a little long, but really, uh, but really necessary. I think it's funny that we see scripture being fulfilled just because we're having this conversation, because the name of Jesus is a rock of offense, Right if 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 she this representative had decided to pray in and call out muhammad's name 13 times during the prayer or if it was the satan who satanist who wanted to use satan's name 13 times during this prayer or gandhi if you want to go ahead and call out gandhi's name or tony robbins if you're a new ager or oprah winfrey you want to call out their name 13 times during a prayer nobody would be offended by any of it i personally think a lot of that would be stupid but nobody would be offended by it. People are offended because of Jesus's name. And that's the issue at hand here. And, and it's a fulfillment of the Bible, right? I mean, it really is. And, you know, it's interesting too. If God wasn't real, then why all the outrage about the name of Jesus if he isn't really God, right? And the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I mean, seriously. You know, if you think about it, so many people skirt around the name of Jesus. We don't even want to mention, oh, you know, we'll say Christ or Messiah or, but, but don't say Yeshua. <laughs> don't say Jesus. Don't say it. Don't, no, don't say it. <laughs> ah, you know, but I tell you what, the, the demons, the devil believes and the demons, you know, flee at that name. Just saying. And they get really, really mad. And don't, don't forget, there is a spiritual war going on behind all of this. You know that the demons were ticked off and the angels were in there warring. And that woman, I just have to tell you, I am so proud of her. Because I honestly don't know that I would have the guts to, to say a prayer that much. I probably would, but I, I don't know that I would. You know, don't know. I don't know, unless I'm put in that position. But, um, I mean, I say a lot of bold stuff here, but, you know, my audience is relatively friendly. Maybe if I went on CNN, the Communist News Network, and they asked me, well, I probably would. (laughs) I would, because I'm kind of bold in my faith. But my point is, is in Daniel's time, you guys know, the government didn't like the fact that he prayed to his God. They hated it. They tried to outlaw it. So there's nothing new here, right? Except that it was actually a legislator who was being bold and, and calling out the name of Jesus, right? And asking of all things for forgiveness, <gasps> you know the horror of it all. Ah, no, we don't want to ask God for forgiveness. Ah, it's like ah. <laughs> anyway, Randall.
1: <laughs> well, I want to go back to the article where Representative Jordan Harris, another high-ranking Democrat who called himself a devout Christian, uh, <laughs> he is quoted as saying, "I'm a Christian and I believe in Christ." what I believe is Christ's teaching more than anything. And his teaching would not be about, and was not about, dividing us as a people. Really? But uniting us as a people.
2: I don't know who he believes in then.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, What it couldn't have been this teaching from Mark chapter 10 where Yeshua said, Do not think that I came to bring peace on earth. I I did not come to bring peace but a sword. For I came to set... A man against his father, a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a man's enemies will be the members of his household. He who loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He who has found his life will lose it, and he who has lost his life for my sake will find it. Now have you ever heard any more inclusive and uniting words such as those that that invite everybody of every faith and every conviction and every, you know persuasion to just get along sing Kumbaya, and he was he was a uniter, not a divider. Anyway. So it must have been some other teaching of well, it's the, Christ it's that he was the new age to. Jesus that yeah. they
2: made up in their own image. Yeah. It's the Tony Robbins Jesus, the Oprah Winfrey Jesus. You know, I hate to say it, but it is. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, he's my guru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Meanwhile, Kevin Boyle, the guy that I read that tweet from... He actually tweeted this as well 20 hours ago. He wrote, as the main sponsor of Pennsylvania's hate crimes bill to include LGBTQ as a protected class, I am outraged! These charges have been withdrawn. The actor, this actor, has made including LGBTQ in this state's hate crime statute ever more difficult to achieve. Um, And of course, this goes back to yesterday's show when we're talking about Jussie Smollett who, who, who everybody's, like, massively shocked about that those charges were dropped. I mean, liberals are, like, freaking out. Oh, my gosh, ah!" You know? Of course, nobody wants to mention Obama except Alex Jones, (laughs) tying it back to that uh, and all that. And and that is the travesty of justice. I think Bareface said that yesterday. But it's ironic, isn't it? All these people who are all about inclusivity and stuff. I know I said that wrong. You know what? My, my molar back here is bugging me, so I'm feeling like I'm talking funny. But perfectly fine. I'm not, I don't have a problem. It's just weird. Anyway, hey, I should say hi to some people. How about I say hi to all of you? There's Tony. Tony said hi. Vandal said hi. Mama Jean is in the house. Yeah, you are. Mama Jean is in Arkansas. Yeah, you are. And Melanie, my number one superfan, is in the house. Sean, I talked to earlier, right before the show, is in the house. Dropping some one-liners. I see those, buddy. Christian Genie is in the house. Yeah, you are. And TR Fungi is also there. You know, I always think of fun... fun... fungus when I read that, though. <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't resist. <laughs> Mia is in the house. Don is in the house. Joel is in the house. And who else? Don is there. Vic is there. Rob is there. Eve is there. So that looks like a sex bot. Tony is there. And I don't know who else is watching. If you're on YouTube, though, thank you for coming in. If you're on Twitch and you're watching amazing. It's it's absolutely amazing. Hey, if you happen to listen to the archive of our audio like on iTunes or Spreaker, Stitcher, wherever Anchor what, you know, Drop me an email. Let me know that you listen. That would be nice. J.D. Kennedy came in the house. Yeah, he did. You know what? So, hey, all you guys remember, Ariel Ministries is our sponsor. Yeah, they are. They offer intensive Bible teaching from a Messianic Jewish perspective. And an exclusive coupon code for our audience, which is Bible News. Use that. Save 20%. Go there. Do some Easter shopping. Get something special for yourself put it in your Easter basket for your grandchildren, or get an Easter basket and put it in there for your kids if you're young enough to have kids that are still at home. Most of you are old, so... Eh, sunny. <laughs> How many of you have AARP cards? Just curious. Anyway, if you... <laughs> uh, any, Anyway, um... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, if you go to BibleNewsRadio.com, you can... You can also get some stuff there if you want. Go over there. Go to the resource page. You can look at the the Coming Soon book, which is called what? I can't read it. Coming Soon, the Feasts and Fasts of Israel. That's hard for me to say, but you can get that at ariel.org. And, yeah, and get it. You should get it. It's a good book. Um, Hey, if you want to donate to our show, then go to BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give and go ahead and... um. Give some money to us. That would be awesome. Any amount is good. I don't care if you give a buck. It's a buck. Hey, that dollar will will help me to mail something to an audience member, you know, and pay for postage. Like I did today when I sent out all the copies of this Envy and Jealousy book. Except one. I, spent, I sent Melanie a special something special. Besides the book. I didn't send you the book. I sent you something special. It's special. But anyway, you know, we do have some expenses. So if you want to help us with those, you can become a uh, donor every month. Okay. Become a pillar of our community, people. Not a pillar of salt. Don't look back. (laughs) Uh, Also, if you want to become a member of Legal Shield or Identity Theft Shield, also known as ID Shield, then you can go over to my website, bit.ly forward slash capital L-O-J 2019. You can click over there. You can sign up there on that page. Or if you would like to have interaction with me personally, you can contact me through social media and actually that website too. And I'll do it for you. I'll set it up. I'll talk to you about the benefits. I really am still looking to meet some goals this month. So if you want to be with me, Support Bible News Radio. Actually, you know, when you sign up under me, you actually do support Bible News Radio. So, just keep that in mind, too. You know, get yourself something and then support us at the same time. Super simple. All right. So, there's that. Am I forgetting anything else? (sighs) Just struggling with lack of work, but I'm good. God always provides. Yeah, he does, you know. He actually does provide. Yeah. All right. When are you gonna rap I don't know I thought one had to be a Democrat to join AARP you know actually they sent me an email when I turned 50 <laughs> I was like really did you get an email when you turned 50 Randall
1: um I don't remember getting an email maybe I don't know they would spam, I ignore a lot of the email that comes in that isn't from people I know, but I know I started getting mailings um leading up to age fifty. I haven't seen any in a while. I guess they figured if i haven't haven't signed on now, then mm-hmm. probably won't for a while so
2: yeah, to their credit, when I went to their website, it actually did highlight some music I liked knows me
1: <laughs> well it knows your age <laughs> you know kind of a, a rule that i use for um when it comes to video production is that think about your target audience and then a style of music that would have been you know popular in their late teens and early 20s yeah because that's when music is really important to most people that they're really, a, you know, in tune, no pun intended, a to what, you know, music and it plays a bigger part of their life. And so there's, there's this nostalgic connection to music from our late teens and early twenties. And so no matter what, you know, the, the demographic is that they're in their teens or twenties, you know, something with the current feel, but if they're in their, you know, fifties or sixties or, you know, find something that's reminiscent of well, here, the, the decades that they were those ages.
2: Here is the truth. The truth is that AARP is a leftist group that gives money to Democrats, says Danielle, which is true. Actually, I do know this. Um, I actually am not a member of AARP. My dad is, or maybe it was his wife who's now dead. Yeah, I don't his
1: know. deceased wife is the... the, the Gets all the mailings yeah. so her we, membership we, just recently ran out and so it did yeah so, so we're
2: no longer gonna get it
1: probably hey, not. i have
2: to tell you though the aarp magazine there's some interesting stuff in there <laughs> just saying but there's the amac it's the same but for patriots and christians danielle will you put the website for that because i need to look into that i want to look at it because um I'm, well maybe i just write amac i'll look it up uh, TR Fun Guy said, I was kidding about AARP, but I understand funds go primarily to left-leaning sources. JD said, I think I qualify for the McDonald's discount now, LOL 55. By the way, that reminds me, Bareface, the rec center. I forgot to tell you this. This is personal business. You can tune out for this. But me actually, or them? No, them. Okay. Don't listen. So Don't listen to this. I, actually, Should I mute our, us? No, our, re- our membership is going to be renewed. Like, yes, yeah, so I know. Okay. But you know what? Just because you're turning 55 this year.
1: It's it's not a discount on the family membership. Both of us have to be. But it may be mm-hmm. less, ex, not a, less expensive be to two individuals.
2: No, it's not. It'll cost more money. Okay. It's, it, 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 and we verified that All in right. a couple of days. <laughs> All right. So actually, we can't get the discount until I'm 55. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, together, would well, you... that makes sense. But right, yeah. I was just wondering if it would be just less expensive so you... <laughs> to go individual memberships. No, it's not. With it's, the actually senior and... tr-
2: it's actually the same price if we do individual.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Well, but, so if it's the same price, then we might as well do individual. That way, I feel like I'm getting get a discount. But you're not. But I would be. But you're not. I would be getting a you're discount. You're actually not. I would be.
2: It's, well, anyway. <laughs> We're talking about the rec center where I go play pickleball, mm. people, and Randall walks and attempts pickleball without it you do Mm. how do you send it Mm. oh you can just you can uh just put it right there in the chat i can read it see actually i'm reading it right now all right hey I i got this other article how many of you know who rosie o'donnell is i do she used to be called the queen of nice when she was a talk show host i don't know if she still is but anyway so apparently elizabeth hasselbeck who is a christian um she has a brand new book out Candace Cameron Bure, who is with Fuller House in the old show Full House, um, actually wrote the foreword to the book. But anyway, Elizabeth Hasselbeck is actually doing a book tour. You know, that's simply a tour where she's talking, going all over the media outlets talking about her book. Anyway, according to foxnews.com, um, it says here, Rosie O'Donnell Okay, it's .us. All right. So anybody who wants to learn about AMAC, it's amac.us. And the phone number is one eight eight eight. There's one eight eight eight. Wait, hold on. 262. 262. Wait, hold on. I got to look at it again. 2006. 2006. You can call that. This show is not sponsored by AMAC, but it should be. <laughs> it's a good organization. Okay, cool. Thanks for sharing it. Okay. Now back to this article on Fox News. Rosie O'Donnell sarcastically apologized to Elizabeth Hasselbeck after the former Fox and Friends host took exception to the comedian's little crush on her during their tenure on The View. Not that I wanted to kiss her. I wanted to support, raise, elevate her like she was the freshman star shortstop and I was the captain of the team, O'Donnell said. I was going to Scotty Pippin her If I was Jordan, I was going to give her in the ball and let her shoot, but it was not, but it was in no way sexualized. Just so you know. O'Donnell also alleged that there were underlying lesbian tones on both of their parts and speculated that because Hasselbeck used to play softball that she's a little bit gay. Hasselbeck fired back on Fox and Friends on Tuesday, griping that O'Donnell's interpretation of their contentious co-hosting period was disturbing and it's wrong. And whether you're a man or whether you're a woman and you're objectifying women in the workplace, it's wrong. So there you go. Right there. The liberal-leaning former View host tweeted. Oh, wait. Wait, I got to. I missed the line. Hasselbeck also said she was praying for O'Donnell and praying is in quotes (gasps) like it's horrible thing, you know. The liberal-leaning former View host tweeted at Hasselbeck after her angry response, Hey, uh, yeah, my crush on you was not sexual. Sorry you got scared. She added, surely you recall before it all went wrong. I never objectified you. I did find you fantastic Broadway shows. My pool, we were friends once. God love you, kid. I always did. And hashtag ramen sucks, whatever that means. Ramen is the first name of the author of The Ladies Who Punched the Explosive Inside Story of The View, which from which O'Donnell's quotes were taken. Okay. Isn't this interesting? Isn't it interesting that you have this Rosie O'Donnell, who's a le- open lesbian activist, and she is, actually had a crush on Elizabeth Hasselbeck. I mean, you know. And Elizabeth was uncomfortable with it. It felt like it was sexual harassment on the job. Just saying. But Rosie, because she's who she is, can get away with it. Right. I don't know. What do you what do you think about that one bareface? And I and I well, I, yeah. I I would say though if she used to play softball and she's a little bit gay. Oh, really? So does that mean any 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 girl who plays any sports is a little bit gay? I mean, does that mean I'm a little bit gay cuz I play pickleball?
1: To me it just seems like celebrity opportunity or whatever.
2: Stupidity? Uh,
1: well, yeah, but no, it's just, you know, Hasselbeck I think Rosie
2: is, is out of order.
1: Hasselbeck has his book tour, and anyway, and so this is an opportunity for O'Donnell to get in the spotlight and for her to come back, and I noticed, you know, certain news that, uh, anyway, there's several stories on it, everybody's trying to get into it, and you know just ride the ride the wave i guess of
2: yeah i actually feel sorry for rosie o'donnell of pop culture i think she's i think she started out kind of cool you know but kind of who and rosie and and roseanne barr you know i think they went off the deep end You know, they got emotional problems. I mean, seriously, they have some, you know, I don't mean cuckoo, but I mean, they need to deal with their underlying reasons why they are suffering from the mental illness they have, you know, just saying. I don't mean that in a mean way. I mean it truthfully, you know, and that's part of the problem. It's easier for Rosie O'Donnell to say something snarky like that to Elizabeth because she has sexual identity issues she needs to deal with. She knows it's wrong. You know, so it's bothersome. But anyway, hey, our time is up, people. Yeah, it is. The clock ran out. There's no more coins in the meter, you know? So we're going to leave. <laughs> anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. By the way, go go ahead and join our Daily Disciples Facebook group, if you don't mind. Go over there. I'm trying to build more of a community over there. And um, if you haven't also got on my text message list, you can text Bible News to three, three, two, 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 which you should have memorized by now. Anyway, and thank you guys for the nice comments. I totally appreciate it. NB Tweeters said, "Great show, thanks." Um, Sean said, "Rosie had a crush on Tom Cruise." Yeah, she did actually. Um, and Tr Fun Guys, the political ideologies. Don't forget and <clears throat> B Tweeters said, I liked Elizabeth. She was the only sense of reason on that show. Ro- Sean says, Rosie needs to find a man and get married. And Van Dahl says, Rosie is a mess, a lost soul. Somebody, I can't say their name, says, forget about the Muslims, then they will forget about you. It's that simple. Actually, the Muslims want us dead, actually. Wow. They want to kill us all because they don't like us. That's the real world view. Anyway, so there you have it, people. Um, Tomorrow is Thursday. Yeah, it is. So Lord willing, we'll be back then. And I hope you guys have a good evening. Remember, wherever you go, there you are. Unless you already left. (laughs) And also remember, be bold, people. Like that woman that prayed in Jesus' name. Stand up for Jesus, people. And go with God, who happens to be Jesus, because he loves you. Yes, Jesus loves you. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.